It is Thursday, the 11th day of March, 2021. And you know what the 11th of March is? Do you know what that is? Happy 311 day, huh? You're excited, aren't you? Get pumped. I bet you're feeling famished for a 311 sandwich. Not the whack DJs that I'm a damage. Did you drink my beer, Doug? Yeah, I did it. Don't tell me to bring you beer if you don't think I won't sip it. Don't even try it. You don't want to disrespect me. If dealing with punks was school, I'd have a Harvard degree. All of that. And, well, actually, no more of that. Listen, I won't lie. Uh, I like 311 for the smooth white reggae jams and the generally fun music. But good fucking grief, are their lyrics like really obnoxiously stupid? Just bad. Just really, really bad. I do have, uh, you know, good memories listening to their music growing up. I vividly remember driving around in my buddy Rob's uh, Chevy Beretta and pumping that uh, self-titled album for an entire summer, which I believe was 95. 94 or 95. Good times, man, huh? All right, that's it. Um, it's episode 66. The, well, I, you know, I could have gone with Mario Lemieux. That's an easy one, but never really cared for him much. And so I could have gone with the Route 66 episode. You know, now I've, I've already done a couple of, you know, geographical or whatever you would call it bits so that sucked and then so i just googled like the number 66 to see what would come up apparently something called lil yachty did a song called 66 feet but it's just that horrific auto-tune trap bullshit that somehow passed for music in the last five years or so i mean so it was like meh Having said that, Lil Yachty seems like a decent guy, despite his terrible music. I don't know. Who knows? The kids like him, or or did at one point. And I'm I'm not really sure how these how long these fads last nowadays. Anyways, I'm old. Um, speaking of musical fads, one that will not die is uh, great, just uh, melodic, sort of. Uh, emo punkish. I don't know if they will want me to say call it that. But <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Um. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, my dear friend Donnie offered to to provide uh, a theme song or theme music, if you will, uh, for the show intro music. I was like, fuck, fuck yeah, dude. And uh, he and his brother Bobby. So it's Bobby and Donnie, which. I said Bob and Don sounds like a 70s reggae group. Don't know why, but it does. Anyway, I implore you to stick through the intro. Um, not only to hear uh, the dulcet tones of my uh, uh, paid friend Ken, but also uh, the debut of the intro track. Well, most of the intro track. I did cut it down a bit. Uh, from The Quiet Violent. Please stick around, 
I love it. I think it's great. I think you'll like it too. At least you should. If you don't, you're a prick. This is Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. point all right welcome in again appreciate it thank you so much hope you enjoyed uh the song you can find the quiet violent at the quiet violent all one word on the gram on the instagram uh also on spotify a couple tunes up on spotify so check them out uh i implore you again to check them out mainly because Donnie is uh, an exceptional individual. He was a massive help for me at Wayfair. So big ups, Donnie. Thank you so much. And big ups, Bobby. Donnie's brother, Bobby. That'd be a good band name right there. Donnie's brother, Bobby. I'm not saying you should change the name of the band or anything. I think The Quiet Violent is a good name. Anyway, so yeah, what's going on? Um, I have a, du- a ton of dumb shit that I put on my list that I wanted to talk about, and I don't think there's enough time in the day to get to all of it. Uh, the rapid-fire takes idea that I've done the last couple weeks didn't hit like I wanted it to, so I'm going to refrain from that for a bit until I can find a, you know, better method i guess weird because this entire podcast hasn't hit like i wanted it to yet uh here i am for the 70th or so time so whatever i find myself at a very interesting uh crossroads not just with this dumb shit 
that I use to fill time that, you know, as I've said 10,000 times before, I thoroughly enjoy doing. But just my life in general, where I think currently, I think, uh, my brain is functioning on a higher level than it ever has before, yet I have absolutely zero clarity. It is a fucking, it's a weird struggle. Um, the last few months, as I've mentioned before, you know, I've my diet's changed, um, you know, for the most part. There's still some work to do there, but, um, you know, I've been exercising, I'm down about 20 pounds, and I seem to have plateaued in the weight loss department, so i got to figure out a way to keep losing weight, because it's been like two weeks where I haven't really lost much, so I'm down a little more than 19 pounds, which is pretty good for a fat piece of shit like myself, you know? But I keep feeling as if there's something else um, that I should be doing or could be doing or whatever, but I have no fucking earthly idea what it is. Quite frankly, it's a, it's a bit frustrating. And I've tried to be very mindful about um, living in the present, trying to stay centered, keep moving forward. I remind myself of that every day. Um, you know, before I start work, while I'm working, while I'm working, when I'm done with work, live in the present, stay centered, move forward. Very Zen, right? Not really, no, not, not Zen. That's not the right, uh, that's not the right word for it, but... And it's funny, the other funny part of that is that, you know, I, I as I sit here and say to you that I've uh, been exercising and I feel good, I suddenly have come down with an absolutely debilitating uh, coccyx problem. Like, it fucking hurts to sit. And I'm going to blame a myriad of different things. First... The the stationary bike. I'm going to blame that. And we're going to talk stationary bikes later on. So buckle the fuck up. All right. Stationary bike. Um, I guess I, I don't want to blame the bench, but I'll blame the bench just because I have to lay on it. I've been doing leg lifts on it to try to, you know, fool my body into thinking there's ab muscles in there. Underneath the... Uh, copious layers of shit. Um, my wife's car, when I drive that, every time I get out of that fucking car, it hurts. And, and our sofa. We bought a new sofa, but as with everything else right now, um, you know, COVID apparently is slowing everything down. Well, you can't get anything. You can't buy shit. COVID, man, fuck off. Fucking stupid excuse. So those things, I think, have contributed to my pro. Oh, and, and the chair that I'm currently like trying to sit in, the office chair. Uh, I actually went to CVS and bought a fucking foam pillow for my ass. I even had to like ask the person working at CVS, "Hey, uh, 
where do you keep the hemorrhoid pillows? I don't I don't have hemorrhoids, I swear. Yeah, I got like a tailbone problem. Sure thing, sir. Sure thing, fatso. Oh, man. I just felt the need to get that off my chest, I guess. Is that I I don't know what I should be doing. I don't want to call it almost... It's not like a midlife crisis or anything like that. I don't think it's that extreme. You know? I guess it could be. I mean, I'm going to be 43 years old in less than a month. And I would assume that it's, you know... Let's be honest. It's probably the middle of my life. Hopefully. Knock on wood you know, that I have 43 more after this one. But I don't know. If you know, let me know. Give me a call. 617-65-RIP-EM. I don't expect you to call. I don't expect you to listen. It's funny. I wonder what it would take to get people who've never listened to the show to listen. I don't know. I've yet to figure... That's another thing I can't figure out. It's with the entirety of this fucking program is I can't figure shit out. I should start another podcast and call call it I Can't Figure Shit Out. No one will listen to that, too. Anyways, all right. So I mentioned a lot of dumb shit that I wanted to talk about, so let's get into it. Uh, The New York Times, over the weekend, thought it would be wise to publish an op-ed in 2021 about Pepe Le Pew and how he's problematic. Well, you don't say. First, Dave Chappelle mentioned this 20 fucking years ago, so the author of this piece either wasn't aware of that or didn't care or, you know, tried to sort of piggyback on, you know, the Space Jam 2 phenomenon that's, I guess, starting up even though Pepe Le Pew was taken out of Space Jam 2 last year. So, I don't know. But listen, I figured this out when I first saw a fucking Pepe Le Pew cartoon back around 1983. So, it makes me wonder if the writer simply didn't think there was anything else going on in the country that warranted his attention. I mean, I'm, you know, if a blog post, uh, a couple of tweets, if you want to bring that up there, that's, to me, that's fine. You can do that. Have had it. No big deal. Like, you already have an audience. You write for the New York Times. You're an editor at the New York Times. You have an audience in, in either place. Yet, you're using valuable real estate in a you know, a publication that used to mean quite a bit. I think it still does. I mean, I don't, I think the New York Times is kind of, I don't know. I don't even think they know which fucking direction they want to go in, but it's still a a valued publication. But I mean, there hasn't been a Pepe Le Pew short since 1962. That was the last time a new one was made. 1962. We are 49 years past this. He's made a variety of appearances since then, usually in the same vein as the shorts. A uh, a love-struck French skunk 
constantly failing to woo the object of his desire. See, he's an animated skunk. He's a cartoon. It's funny how you have to put aside a lot, but you can't put aside all of it, apparently, according to this this uh, this writer, Charles Blow, I think his name was. But, you know, he decided that he couldn't get past the apparent, quote, normalized rape culture, end quote. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Seriously? <sighs> Pepe Le Pew isn't an actual person, and it's not like Looney Tunes put out shorts of a skunk raping a cat. He didn't. It didn't happen. He chased, he grabbed, he kissed. All of those things in a normal setting with human beings? Not good. That's assault, brother. Not good. But Penelope, the cat, always outsmarted him and beat him every time. Always. Quote, this helped teach boys that no didn't really mean no, end quote. He followed up on Twitter when people started to push back. It's like, how many fucking boys watched that and said to themselves, well, if Pepe Le Pew can do it, why can't I? I'd be willing to wager none. What do I know? Like, if you just want to argue that the cartoons were shitty, fine. But again, to argue about it in the pages of uh, a nationally recognized uh, medium that still holds some weight is is just stupid. I mean, honestly, it's just fucking stupid. Like, what are we doing there is so much more that this guy could be talking about, and I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. It's just unfortunate that I don't know what he's done other than write about peppy fucking Le Pew. Why didn't he write about Daffy Duck getting shot in the face over and over and over and over and over again? Is that not in a cartoon? What's the difference? There is, there is no difference. Problem is, you know, Daffy Duck's not, you know, people aren't going to get shot in the face multiple times and keep going. Not going to happen. And the last thing I want to be is like one of these people's like, oh, fucking liberals. Bah. Because quite frankly, I'm like, I fall into that category for most things. I mean, something like that. I can't get behind that. I'm sorry, I can't. It just... Eh, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, you know, nobody would have fucking batted an eyelash if Space Jam 2 came out and Pepe Le Pew wasn't in it. I'm sure some douchebag would have pointed it out. But who the fuck cares? That's the other thing, like... When he sat down to write this, did he think to himself, boy, a lot of people are going to care? There's no fucking way. It, it seems to me as if he wrote it simply because he knew that he was going to get a reaction. That's my guess. I mean, and if that's the case, good for you, man. Nicely done. I mean, you mission accomplished, right? I don't know. 617-65, rip them. 
give me a call, leave a voicemail, talk about cartoons doing dumb shit. Uh, what else? <clears throat> NFTs. You want to talk about NFTs? Non-fungible tokens? Fuck David. You fucking idiot. Non-fungible tokens. I heard a great um, analogy today from Gary Vaynerchuk. If you're not familiar with Gary V, he's a smart guy. Kind of annoying, but a smart guy. And somebody asked him about NFTs, and he's like, have you ever bought anything in a video game? Like, let's say you're playing, uh, I don't know. If it, what's, all right, let's just use what I know. Let's say you're playing FIFA, and you buy a pack of FIFA cards. That's an NFT. I was like, oh, wow, that actually makes perfect sense. So there you go. I get the overall gist, but I can't get into them for, for more than one reason. First, I'm broke, so buying NFTs is out of the question at the moment. So that's the basic one. Second, I'm fearful that it's not a viable, collectible, or viable investment opportunity. Granted, I said the same thing about Bitcoin years ago when I was told to get into it. So that should give you an idea of my investing prowess. Right now, my por portfolio is basically just Wayfair and a bunch of weed stocks. Meh. I think NFTs are basically like a, a right now type of thing, meaning if I were to buy some, I would try to sell them right now. So I've been looking into NBA Top Shot, I've been in the waiting rooms more than once, had no luck, not even, I mean, not even fucking close to being able to buy some. Then uh, yesterday I saw. <clears throat> that the estate of a Muhammad Ali is actually coming out with NFTs, which is excellent timing, given the uh, 50th anniversary of Ali Frazier 1. I also saw that the sneakiest, smartest money guy in the country, none other than Mr. Rob Gronkowski, is releasing his own line of NFTs today. It's the right time to move, and to do these things for both of those uh, groups there. Because I don't think it's going to last. I just, I don't see the, I don't see the, the staying power with this thing. And now, like, the NFL's talking about doing it aside from, from Gronk. That motherfucker, though, always seems to be doing something to make money. Constantly. The kid is, like, whoever is managing his business affairs is very smart. I think it's his, I don't know if it's his mom or his dad, one of the two, or if it's his girlfriend, who the fuck knows, but he just fucking goes along with everything, and the, the kid's probably making a ton of money, aside from his football money, which apparently he's never touched. He's never touched a dime of his actual football money, which is probably why you see him Constantly, commercials, pitching shit, TV, former WWE 24-7 champ, Rob Gronkowski. Probably made a bunch of money from being, you know, WrestleMania. Was it last year, I think? Last year or the year before? Must have been the year before. <laughs> but, I don't know. Hey, if you can get into it, I think this is the right time. Because I don't think it's going to last. Buy real estate. 
I wanted to use this next segment to talk about uh, the toilet that we got installed. We got a new toilet in the house. And in my notes, it says how happy I am about the toilet. More because um, I'm thrilled to have the bidet back. I've talked about the bidet multiple times in the program. Uh, loyal listeners will know how much I love my bidet. And honestly, uh, I, I say with the utmost confidence that you cannot do a better service for your own well-being than getting a bidet. It will change your fucking life. All of my European listeners will just be like, what? So you, you wash your ass every time? Wow, congratulations. Anyways, I just went upstairs. <sighs> and, you know, the fucking... We had a, we hired a plumber to come in, change a toilet, look at a couple other things, paid him a, a decent amount of money, right? But, you know, of course... When I tell him to, to install this fucking thing, he looks at me like I have eight heads. I'm like, look, uh, buddy, I did it at my last house. It really is a fucking two-second job. This should not be a problem for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, this will be no problem. I, the fucking toilet seat is all fucked up now. All fucked up because this idiot couldn't fucking install a goddamn plastic fucking bidet properly. Like, if he had a hard time with his seat, he should have said, hey, look, you might want to get another seat. Fuck. We hire someone so that, you know, we can avoid this kind of shit. And it's just, everything's so fucking half-assed. God, like, what the fuck, what are we paying you for, buddy? If this is the shit you're going to do. If you're going to fuck up the goddamn, the toilet seat and bidet installation. Now I'm, now I'm fucking aggravated. Man, oh man. I just don't fucking understand it. Half-ass everything. Look, I'm, I'm just as fucking guilty as everybody else, but fuck. At least I recognize it. My half-ass shit. At least I fucking admit it. My entire life has been fucking half-assed. Why am I so, why am I so like, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Introspective today? Fuck. That's annoying. Well, you fucking way. Fucking. <laughs> oh, God. Being self-aware, it kind of sucks. Because you know exactly when you're being fucking stupid. Like right now. Like, I know I'm being a fucking whiny-ass baby in the middle of my stupid fucking podcast where I talk about being a whiny-ass baby. Weird how that worked out, huh? God. I need to, I need to decompress. Give me a second. Uh, Dak Prescott got paid this week. Absolutely paid. Four years, $160 million, $75 million in the first season, and a $66 million signing bonus. Yo. Seamless transition there, eh? Hey, here's a device that'll spray shit out of your asshole, and then the Dallas Cowboys. 
more similarities. Uh, say, say more similarities than you might think. Just like English, you know, some of us can can speak it quite well. <sighs> uh, Jerry Jones wasted far too much time and far too much money sitting on his fucking ass and his fucking hands not paying this kid two years ago could have saved himself a ton of money a ton of fucking bullshit ton of heartache but i don't think he cares that's the problem they weren't going to find a better option i got a thin air but you know somehow again this dumb fucking team thought that the best option would be slow playing it as i burp into the microphone The problem is I can't even say that I'm surprised when Jerry Drone Jones Jer, what what God I am just ugh. it's just not my day right fuck <clears throat> not surprised when Jerry Jones et al do dumb shit I'm just not it's par for the course at this point and. Uh, an eight and eight season is fully expected again because they'll never be what they were 20 years ago ever again. It's more than 20 years now. Fuck 25. They'll never get back to that point. As long as he's owning the team and as long as he's running the team the way that he's been running it for the last 25 years, they're going to do just enough to stay interesting. And that's it. That's all he fucking cares about. Eight and eight could win that division because every year that division blows. He cares far more about filling the fucking building and selling concessions and, and, and making the Dallas Cowboys brand a thing. Then he, he cares more about that shit than winning ball games. Ball games, right, Dave? Hmm. He can he can say until he's blue in the face how badly he wants to win a Super Bowl again, but he's full of shit. Because there's no fucking way. Because if he cared about winning Super Bowls, he would build a better team. Or, here's a fucking wild idea. Hire a general manager that knows what the fuck he's doing. How about that? Like, anybody can fall backward into an 8-8 eight and eight franchise every year in the NFL. It's not difficult. And he's proved it. Just because you own the team doesn't mean you should fucking make every single decision. He's an egotistical fucking drunkard. It's awful. He's, he's ruined a historically great franchise. He's ruined it. By settling for eight and eights and five and sevens and on five and seven, sevens and nines and nines and sevens and eights, nines and sevens. It's all he cares about. Cares about selling seats, hot dogs, beer, partnerships with Ford. And the stadium is fucking, I mean, honestly, it's incredible. I saw it a couple years ago, went on a tour. And it was the most mind-blowing thing I'd ever seen. The place was fucking crazy. Crazy. 
and I'm sure he got a fucking shit ton of money from the state to build the fucking thing, but who knows? What do you know? I don't know. Good for Dak. Good for, you know, betting on himself. Nasty injury last year. Still got fucking paid. Good for you, buddy. I like the kid. Top 10 quarterback, I think. And I hope they do well. Look, do I want them to fucking finish 10 and 6, 11 and 5? Of course, absolutely. I want them to make a run. But they're not doing anything with that defense because that defense last year, god-awful, atrocious. I can't. You can't even blame Andy Dalton for what he did after Dak got hurt. He's not that good. The defense was always going to put you behind, and you were fucked. You wouldn't be able to run the football, which is part of their thing. They got a good running back. They couldn't run the ball. Because they're always losing. Man, there's your Dallas Cowboys minute. I'm sure you were all excited. It was probably more than a minute, too. Um, I put out an episode of not an episode earlier this week as a reaction to the Harry and uh, Meghan interview with Oprah. The trouble with not really caring and then trying to form an opinion uh, is that I look like a moron when I fuck it up, which sure enough, I did fuck it up. I'd mentioned that um, that Harry didn't didn't talk about his mother that much. Well, I was dead wrong because he talked about her quite a bit, apparently. So it was only a small part of my overall take, which was that the monarchy is shit and stupid and what's the point? Other than, you know, taking um, UK taxpayers' money. What do I know? I'm not uh, I'm not British, so I wouldn't know. I still stand behind the overall point that the British press not learning a lesson from the way that they treated Diana when she was alive makes basically makes them uh, more at fault for all of this than, than they want to admit. And that I would imagine the royal family themselves wants to admit, since apparently they're very simpatico. I stand by the rest of the take, especially, like I said, that the monarchy is dumb. But uh, I apologize for the inaccuracies elsewhere. If there's one thing that complaints and observations strives to be, that is accurate. I can't even say it with a straight face. Gah! Six one seven sixty five Ripem. Six one seven sixty five Ripem. That's the number you can call. And you have something to say. You want to complain. You need to get something off your chest. Someone pissing you off? Call six one seven sixty five Ripem. You go somewhere. Something happens, and you think, "Hey, uh, other people need to hear about this." Six one seven sixty five Ripem. Or if you're just like my drunk buddy Matt, who wants to call and leave a whole shitload of messages. That's fine. He actually had some good ones. So, let's check them out, right? Yeah? Hmm? Maybe? Dave. 
You know what I hate? Vanity plates. Not like the Jimmy Fun Red Sox plates, but the ones that are like too fast and hot stuff. So cool. Fuck those people. It's entirely accurate. I don't see the point of a vanity plate. Like, do you need... Um, are you are you advertising something? Like, if you're... Let's say you're a realtor. You're one of these realtors that feels the need to advertise themselves fucking everywhere. Which, you know, it's your business, so why not? So you come up with, like, a realtor vanity plate. All right, whatever, fine. You're advertising your business. That's where the line should be drawn, right there. If it's a commercial vehicle, I don't even know if you can have vanity plates with with, uh, commercial tags. I have no idea. Hmm. No clue. But he's right. They're stupid. Hot stuff and too cool. I I think Jeff chimed in with too cool. The number two, K-E-W-L, too cool. Yeah. One more. Let's check it out. Hey, Dave. You know what I hate? I hate uh, couples that call each other hubby and wifey. Fuck them and fuck you too. I agree with everything in that last one, with the exception of the very end. What the fuck did I do? Nothing. I give you an outlet to make a very valid point. Hubby and wifey. It's fucking stupid. You have names, use them. If you wanna if you wanna, you know, do hubby and wifey behind closed doors, have at it. Say whatever the fuck you want, but keep that door closed because nobody wants to fucking hear it. Hubby and wifey. It's fucking stupid. Grow up. So thank you, Matt, as always, for your insightful commentary. It's very useful. Love the content. There were some other ones in there, but I, you know, most of it was not as good as those two. Those were the two that I thought were good. So if you want to call in, be part of the show, 617-65-RIPEM, R-I-P-E-M, 617-65-R-I-P-E-M. Give it a shot. See what happens, you know? Why Why not? What do you get to lose? Besides, you know, a minute of your time. Help a guy out, right? Uh, as it is Thursday, it is time for three gripes. I think I have three. Do I have three this week? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. Three gripes. I have a lot more than three, but these are the three that I that I feel are uh, are the biggest of the week, my week. Number one, Peloton people. Uh, look, I am less than a workout novice. Um. I'm sitting on a fucking foam pillow at the moment because probably because of my shitty 
uh, $250 Amazon bike. Although it's probably like 280 because I had to spend 30 bucks for the um, fat-ass bicycle seat. I mean, honestly, the thing's obnoxious how big it is. So I don't really think my injury is entirely from the seat. But what I'm trying to figure out with Peloton is what kind of advantage do I get over that $250 bike than I would, would get when if I bought a Peloton? Is spending the roughly three grand for the bike, $50 a month, and on all the various add-ons that, you know, I'm certain to uh, be bombarded with, is all that shit going to make me lose weight quicker? Make me more desirable to my wife and or other admirers? I doubt it. It's just going to make my already thin wallet even thinner. I understand the the competitive nature of it. Like if you if you're such a fucking hardo. And I'm not saying that the people that have that I've had this conversation with are are these kind of people, but this is what I've heard. Oh, you're competing against other big fucking deal. You don't know these people. They're they're figments of your imagination for all you know. They're not even real. All the people that are bicycling probably not probably bots like all right let's put something up there make it look like you're competing against fucking joe schmo from idaho over here riding his peloton at the same time as you but the damn thing came up again during a work call uh yesterday and uh my dearest fishing buddy uh, Mike had to show me a picture of one of the trainers, some smoke show blonde. Great. Terrific. But, you know, I have to pay every month to bicycle with her, right? Anyone else drawing a correlation there? No? Am I the only one with a twisted fucking mind in the room? Unlikely. But I think you catch my drift. That's not what she is, but... When that's the example that I get when I'm shown a photo of this young lady and, and, and Mike, to his credit, said, this is why I get out of bed and ride the, ride the bike. I would hope there's more to it than that, pal. You know, you want to feel better, you want to exercise, you want to lose weight, that kind of shit. And, and look, I'm, I'm certain that there's more to it than just the girl that's on the screen. At least for Mike, I don't know how it is for other people. And don't fool yourself. It's the other way around, too. Like women uh, with, with the male trainers. Sad, lonely housewives turn their, turn their eyes to Alex Toussaint to keep them company. Tell them how great they're doing. Riding the bicycle. The whole thing's entirely lost on me. If I cannot motivate myself to get on the fucking bike every day, then there's a problem. I shouldn't need the external stimuli to do it. Unless, of course, Peloton can guarantee that I'm not going to have a coccyx issue. Coccyx. Coccyx. 
toxic. It's tailbone for you non-medical types. Well, look, I'm not falling for it. I refuse. I'll buy a fucking Nordic track bike for my Peloton. <laughs> for $500 less and $40 a month instead of 50 Different various add-ons. Ah, fuck. Stupid. Gripe number two. Amazon customer service. Okay. Uh, how is it that a company that big can't have a customer service department that, that's more than just, hey, do you want a refund? Because in my experience, that's pretty much it. So I ordered some shampoo last week. I have found a shampoo that I like. I'm sticking with it. You probably wouldn't understand. Uh, at any rate, the item ships. It arrives the next day. Terrific. I find it outside my door in an Amazon envelope. All right. Okay. A bit odd, I figure. You know, shouldn't be a problem though, right? Oh. Incorrect. I open the envelope to find that the top of the shampoo bottle has opened up and some of the product uh, has transferred from the bubble-wrapped shampoo bottle to the inside of the Amazon envelope. Now, normally with Amazon product, the shit comes over-packaged. A box inside a box wrapped in the fucking... Cardboard paper. But I guess in this case, they figured, what the fuck? Right? I'm annoyed. And I want to try to find out why they'd package a liquid with a pop-top container inside of a fucking envelope. To be completely manhandled by these Amazon drivers. These overworked, underpaid, stressed the fuck out Amazon drivers. Just like the overworked, underpaid, stressed out postal service. It's the same. We treat these people like fucking dog shit. And they treat our shit rightfully like dog shit. So, to counter that, you would hope that the shit gets packaged properly. So I go on to the, to the website and after going through a bunch of screens and a, a customer service bot and then eventually having to ask to speak with someone, I get a person on the other end of the chat and, and I explain what happened. And I get uh, the quote, we're sorry that happened to you, end quote, followed immediately by quote, would you like the, re the refund on a gift card or to the original form of payment, end quote. And honestly, when I got on this thing, I just wanted to tell them that their packaging is trash. But this guy, Manish, very nice guy, really. He just wasn't having it. Two more times he asked about the refund. Two more times I told him that I just wanted them uh, to know that they shouldn't wrap uh, a bottle of shampoo in bubble wrap and then just throw it in the... Uh, in, in the envelope where it's just going to slosh around. And I'm sure they've had to deal with someone who wasn't just looking to get their money back. I would, I would hope 
Because look, I wasn't, that was not my intention when I got on there. I had no intention of asking for a refund, but this fucking guy, as if my complaint somehow has no validity if you refund me, which is not the case at all. I ended up with a, a credit for the entire purchase price and an assurance from Manish that my complaint would be advanced to the highest department. I want to believe you, Manish. I really do. But I don't. I just don't get it. I mean, they, they're they so big, they don't give a fuck about however much money this was. I'm not even going to tell you how much this shampoo was. But they don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter to them. I hate giving them money. I fucking hate giving them money. I really do. I really fucking do. It really, it just fucking bothers me. And it's not even like a, it's not a Jeff Bezos thing. Because I really don't think Jeff Bezos is like the worst guy on the planet. I think there are people, I think Zuckerberg is way worse than Jeff Bezos. I, I could be wrong there, but that's what I think. So it's not even so much that I don't want to line his pockets with my pennies or fractions of pennies, ultimately. I, don't, I just, I can't. They're just too goddamn big. They're just too fucking big. It's frustrating to no end. Only for me, not for everyone else, but whatever. All right. Gripe number three, Hollywood and media types. So the, the newest thing, and you could see this shit coming from a mile away, uh, that apparently these folks are, are basically cutting the line in California for, uh, for the vaccine. That's what I mean, where, where you knew this was coming. This was an absolute certainty that a lot of shitty fucking people would jump the line, try to get this fucking thing so that they can go about their own lives because that's all they really care about. The LA Times has now reported twice that people working in production at uh, TV streaming services, news outlets, and soap operas of all things and in one particular case, they were among the 900 or so people that claimed um, part of the 1,500 available appointments for vaccination at a Pasadena clinic. The clinic was set up for senior citizens and essential workers, but apparently a link to the sign-up site went around and suddenly these fucking leeches latched on and tried to cut the line. What does it say about you as a person when you're either too fucking ignorant to realize what you're doing is shitty or you know full fucking well that you're, uh, you're cutting the line in front of senior citizens and essential workers? Like, what the fuck does that say about you as a person? Like, get fucking bent. You, ugh. The officials in Pasadena decided to just cancel the clinic altogether. 
And because of these fucking scumbags, the 600 or so people that actually deserved the shot missed out. They had to go and uh, try to find additional appointments. Honestly, I'm surprised that it, it that either I've missed more of these or that it's just taken longer than expected for this kind of shit to come out. Because I, you know, in this fucking country, you could see you could see this happening almost instantly. Today, uh, I read that in Alaska they've changed it so now that anybody sixteen and older is eligible. How much you want to bet there's going to be a ton of fucking people flying to Alaska to try to get this shit? Just wait your turn. Have a little fuck. Have a shred of patience. Be careful. Be patient. That's it. There's going to be plenty to go around eventually. You just have to wait. That's all. But seriously, I'm surprised it took so long. I mean, it was bad enough when I had to see fucking... Uh, little Marco Rubio and Miss Lindsey Graham post their selfies getting a jab while a bunch of people who actually fucking deserve it are, are still waiting, waiting forever and a day to try to get it. Those two fuckers did nothing, nothing close to an attempt to even rein this in a year ago, and yet they were first in line to get it. Fuck you. Fuck you. I hate them. Regardless, I have never been one of these people to buy in to the thinking that Hollywood types are all shitty people. The odds just, they don't really work. Good people would occasionally slip through the cracks and end up there. But shit like this that happened in Pasadena just lends credence to the growing opinion that Hollywood is, as a whole, it's absurdly out of touch with the, with the actual world. Liberal elites, as they'll be, they'll be called, which is just a fucking stupid phrase. Liberal elites. Ugh, gross. Listen, just wait your fucking turn, man. Ma'am, man and ma'am, just wait your fucking turn. Is it really that hard? Shouldn't be. Listen, that's all for the program today. It was an exceptionally whiny episode. Fuck, did I whine for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, however long it's been. I'm terribly sorry. Why do I apologize at the end of every fucking episode? <laughs> if you're stupid enough to listen to this whole thing, well then... You're on your own, pal. And I say pal because it's a fucking dick swinging party on this thing. My wife listens occasionally, but that's it. It's a fucking sword fest. It's awful. Um, I was hoping to get some movie reviews from associate producer Dave. That might have to wait till next week. He said he was going to get some to me tonight, but I really don't want to sit around. And wait for them. So, Dave, I apologize if you're listening. Thank you for getting those over. Uh, if you want to be on the show, I'd love to get Dave on the show. You know, faux associate producer Dave, love to get you on the show, pal. Let's do it. Let's talk. 
shit on the Yankees. It'll be fun. Well, I'll shit on the Yankees and you can defend them. Um, but if you know anybody that wants to be on the show, if you want to be on the show, I thought I had a guest lined up. The guy hasn't, he's ghosted me. So who the fuck knows? <laughs> oh God. Uh, six one seven sixty five. Rip them. Call me up. Leave a voicemail. Don't forget to go to Instagram and check out the Quiet Violent for some post nineties emo punk music. That's probably not accurate at all. It's it's rock. It's good. I like it. It's catchy. It's catchy shit. Um, while you're at Instagram. At Instagram, on Instagram, you can go to at Complaints Pod. You can follow the show. Uh, you can go to the Twitter page, also at Complaints Pod, which I do post to on a uh, somewhat daily basis, regularly. Try to try to at least. Um, no traction. Not getting any traction. There. I'm kind of I'm disappointed, but I'm disappointed about everything. What the fuck does it matter? Uh, I do have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. Uh, I have a YouTube page I've done nothing with. I have a website I've done nothing with. All this whiny shit, and it's all my fault. I haven't done anything with any of it. I'm terribly lazy. What can you do? Um, what else? Nothing. I have nothing else. That's it. Again, thank you, as always, for listening to the program. Be sure to tell your friends, tell your moms... Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.